Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 666. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting so long. Are you going to throw up the horns? Well, yeah. I'm perpetually throwing up the horns in my soul. Um, There are, uh, we're doing, uh, the Fun Comfortable Tour is this weekend in Columbus, Ohio, and Atlanta, Georgia. If you go to funcomfortabletour.com, I believe there are some still tickets left for the late shows. April Richardson and myself will be there. Uh, Then the following weekend, Boston um, at the Wilbur Theater, and then New York at the Best Buy. Uh, There's just, I think, two shows in each city and a handful of tickets for those, too. So go to FunComfortableTour.com and join us out there. Maybe we'll find a donut shop and do a meet and greet after the show. Kyle, what do you got in the corkboard? Well, I'm not sure you remember that five-year anniversary party we had. Do you remember Hetty Irene, the uh, girl who uh, did the Night of the Living Dead script? I do, and I said you should do that here at Meltdown. Well, that shit is happening. What? Yeah, it's on Thursday, April 23rd. 7 p.m. Her dreams are coming true. They're doing a, a table read for it at the theater. It's going to be amazing. I'm very excited. I think I'm going to go. We watched it unfold yeah. before our so very it's, it's eyes. It's wa- watching, watching nerdist people rise into the into the doing stuff. All world. right, good, good words together. Put uh, Katie, you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so today, Wednesday, the 22nd. The Chewing It guys, along with the rest of the Broken Lizard crew and Kevin Pereira, are doing a Twitch channel mashup they're gonna do a big telethon from 3 p.m to 9 p.m to help uh raise money for super troopers too so you can watch it by going to twitch.tv slash the attack they're gonna have musicians they're gonna be talking they're gonna i bet they talk about dick shit i like those guys in that kevin Pereira. yeah Yeah, kevin Kevin Pereira is a good kevin's a good dude you know i had i had a, a group of people over to my house for dinner rather than having like a giant party once the house had all the furniture in it, I was like, I'm just going to have small groups of six to eight people over and we'll have dinners and then it'll be... Because I don't want to be this guy that's like, please don't put that on that table. <laughs> like, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it's, 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 the environment's a little... And you can talk to everyone. Yeah. At a big party, you don't get to talk to everybody. So, um, I, so I had Kevin and, and Bria over and Jessica Chobot and Blair Herter and, uh, and Allison Hayslip. And Ooh. so we had this nice... Group together of the yeah. dinner party, and and here's the kind of guy Kevin Pereira is. I get a handwritten thank you Ooh. note in the mail. Who does he, that? He's a hand. People with class. Was it written in cursive? It was written in cursive. Oh my wow. god. That Kevin Pereira is a quality he's a man. Gentleman. He, he is. is. A, he is a gentleman. Uh, so thank you, thank you, Kev, for the for the. <laughs> uh, it's just really nice to see everyone kind of going off and doing doing their own stuff. But uh, you know, he anchored that attack of the show for forever. 
and uh, and I and I hope uh, I hope people appreciate. He him will for that. Uh, always have a special place in my heart because the first time we met, he was like, "Do you want to see a picture? A bunch of pictures of dicks docking?" And that's what we just did, <laughs> sitting in a green room for like ten minutes, just scrolling through dicks, going into other dicks. Do you want to show you a picture of Dawkins' dick? <laughs> yeah, all the members of Dawkins. Yeah, it's six 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 episode. They're into the fire. Six six six. Hail Satan. Um, this episode of the Nerdist Podcast is Eliza Coop, who is so fucking funny. She, I didn't really know her that. I mean, I, I'm sure I say this on the podcast, but I didn't know her that well. And she came on at midnight and crushed it. And you know, like when you meet people right away that you know got the comedy goods, you know, it's like, oh yeah, you you you're funny. You're funny <laughs> as shit. I want you to work more so I can watch you be funny in more things. And uh, and. Uh, really, really a great guest because it, as you see the episode unfold, you know she's she just ha- is very honest and very uh, very cool about things that she's struggling with and you know uh, things that she's overcome and you know and then just general talks about comedy. So I greatly enjoyed her as a guest and I and I hope that she and I become better friends because uh, I, I like her a lot. Uh, she is in a movie called The Last Time You Had Fun. With Eliza, Mary Elizabeth Ellis, Dimitri Martin, Charlene Yee, and more. It's available on demand now at thelasttimeyouhadfun.com. The Nerds Podcast number 666. You didn't do it, Katie. Let's do it again. All right. Nerds Podcast number 666 with Eliza Coop. Katie's got a nice devil voice. Yeah, you do have a good devil voice. You You should be a Satanist. (laughs) Now entering... Nerdist.com Katie, you're an experienced professional. I want to applaud your commitment to professionalism. And I want to thank you on behalf of Eliza. No more questions. <laughs> right. I don't know why. I was just, it was good. I like your no, attorney for a second. Thank you so much. Sure, I sure. I appreciate it. Uh, Ms. Coop will not be responding to the allegations uh, <laughs> that are in the media right now. So if you have any questions about any of her projects or uh, what type of pets she likes, I'm sorry that actually pertains to the allegations. <laughs> Forget that. Um, no questions. Will you be doing any projects based on the allegations? Shit! Wow, it's a it's a loophole. Just, you it is. That, you, you have that. to answer it. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to answer that. You didn't even have a microphone for that. Uh, it sounds like I'm from the crowd. Just pretend. <laughs> just speak into this cord. Uh, jack yourself into the matrix. Uh, I'm very self conscious about how much TV makeup I have on. I don't want to comment on it because I'm self-conscious for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I'm extra self-conscious. You don't even look like you're wearing any. I you can just look feel like it. you have perfect skin. I mean, that's what I have. I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. I have perfect skin. It's perfect alabaster. <laughs> it doesn't... Uh, there are no tonal alabaster changes. Alabaster is not like the most... I don't, mm, alabaster skin. Just get me the palest man alive. I, I, look, like a, I look like the statue... The, the the haunted mansion statues that that's it that follow your God, you're making yourself so much more attractive right now <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing more attractive than that yeah than haunted mansion oh that's my thing okay i can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not <laughs> really i have a lot of friends who really like so you probably wouldn't like my haunted mansion wallpaper phone case i do like that all right no i'm saying yeah i, I don't i don't love a haunted mansion let's just put that out there what 
what's wrong oh. with a haunted mansion? I mean, like I don't the, like anything haunted. Okay, so I was speaking specifically about Disneyland, but you're just talking about haunted not... mansions in general. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I grew up in New England where they're legit haunted mansions. <laughs> I'm sure there are. Like, like everything's haunted. And when you tell your parents, they're just like, it's your imagination. And you're like, it's not. There's, there's a thing. And then they're like, you're crazy. And then they, then there's a therapist involved. And- uh, uh, a <laughs> six-foot-tall figure in a buckle hat <laughs> was sobbing over my bed. That, I didn't make that up. <laughs> How did you know my exact nightmare? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we're here to reunite you with your childhood phantasm. Let's bring him out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring out uh, John Goodwife. Oh, I don't think I said that right. <laughs> no, 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 it's right. It isn't. I'm, I meant W Y F E because they—that's how they spell things. <laughs> Congrips. Congrips. You know, you know how the S in the middle oh. of a word in old in old English was yeah. looked like. Uh, mm-hmm. They looked like F's. Yeah. Congress. It's like folio text. Yeah. Like the old folio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess ultimately I'm curious to know what you think about uh, early American uh, <laughs> writing structures. Um, I think that it was a lot more um, – it was, it was more beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you can get a lot of different fonts though now like Helvetica New or whatever it's called. <laughs> Helvetica New is a great yeah. font. Times New Roman. Times New Roman is good. I love a Greek I, I like I like an Ariel Black. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Ariel African American. <laughs> what a stupid joke! Why would I even say that? I'm sorry, Kyle. No, but Sh- the worst is that I'm laughing so hard at it. <laughs> That's the worst. Kyle's shaking his head. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, look, Kyle looks like a kid who will, does not want to take his nightly bath. <laughs> Son, you're gonna have to get in the tub. You'd- I just heard nightly meth. By the way, that's Son, what my ears just heard. Was you know your mom to- and I like you up all night. You're gonna take. You're gonna have to take your nightly meth. Come on, kiddo. It's crunchy. <laughs> we make him eat it. No, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's good. You were on at midnight maybe six months ago. Yeah. Does that seem reasonable? Yeah. And uh, you're so funny. That's and, sweet. And so I immediately, and I, I mean, I of course was familiar with you before, but I didn't really know, I didn't really know that much about you and you were really so funny. And, uh, and so I immediately was like, you have to come on the podcast. I know. I wanted to because I thought you were very funny and I didn't really, I knew, obviously, knew who you were. Who doesn't know who you are? A lot of people. (laughs) people. I think um, I'm the one that people are like, cope? Eliza, Eliza, cope? Cope? (laughs) Cope. It's coupe. It's like like the car. It's like when you would. No, it's like cope. It's like when you pay 10 bucks at the pharmacy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Why have I never used that before? I don't know. Because my name's not pronounced cope. It's not, yeah. But I'm going to use it anyway. But if if you wanted to go with cope. I think I'm, you know what? I'm going to change it on IMDb. Would you? Well, to just I, be copay. <laughs> you're going to spell it C-O-P-A-Y? with a dash, but with, with a, a dash. dash. Oh, C O dash P A Y. Dash P A Y. Yeah, just change it. Yeah. You can do that in this day and age. You can. There's probably an online form somewhere where you could just change your. I'm doing it. It's probably, e- you know what? I'll tell you what. It's probably actually easier to change your name legally than it is to change information on IMDb. No, that's true. Because it's that's fucking hard. True. You can't change anything. I've tried to change things that I, that are false. No, everything on my IMDb is false. Not everything. But they like, like <laughs> my, it's like they say that I've done, like, I studied at this place. I'm like, I didn't study at that place. <laughs> I took a class there, like, for a day. And to be honest, I didn't really study. I just. <laughs> at all. No, at I all. showed up. For class, I made a lot of wrong choices with people in the class. That's a whole other story. We don't even write a guy. Those are part of the allegations (laughs) we can't talk about. You're from uh, Nampshire, is that right? Nampshire. Yeah. Where are you from? Tennessee. I was born in Kentucky. I grew up in Tennessee. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's what I can hear. Just like slight. 
in your voice. What? You mean this? <laughs> no. This whole thing. That's the alabaster skin. What? That's why you have alabaster skin. I am skin. so white, y'all. I am like ranch dressing <gasps> you white. You can drop into that real quick. I can drop. You well, can drop. Yeah, 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 get a little nasally up That's in there. Good. Thank you. Attractive. Yeah, ladies. <laughs> hey. Who wants to go to a dick party? <laughs> huh? <laughs> invite only. Okay, you're all invited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how that's I good. like to drop. That's a better accent than the New Hampshire accent. <laughs> you think so? <clears throat> we sound wicked dumb. What is- wicked stupid, <laughs> wicked dumb. We're just, everything's, everything with an A has an ER, so I legitimately say spatula. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like that sounds right to me. Come on, Eliza. <laughs> that's what my family calls me. Eliza lives in California. She does yogurt. She eats bananas. Really? Because I thought it was just sort of a way to get from the end of a vowel at the, uh, the end of a word to a vowel at the beginning of the next word. Eliza and I are. Right. But I don't know if I would just say, what's up, Eliza? No, it's Eliza. And I have a cousin named Sarah and Annika. <laughs> It's all that. And it's, and my dad just says it so, and everyone's just like, Eliza, I'm like, when you named me, mm-hmm. so that's what was in your head when you named me, that that was a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. Eliza. Eliza. Was a beautiful name yeah. to them. It, it is nice. It's sort of witchy. I kind of like it. It's a little it. witchy. It's kind of witchy. I did research that a witch was burned in Salem named Eliza. Uh, and that is who is appearing over <laughs> your bed. We're really close. <laughs> She's your wicked sister. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to, if you're going to... You kind of have to Wicked. establish a good relationship if you if you want her to insa- inhabit your body yeah. every once in a while, and you know, yeah. and experience the earthly delights that right. you get on the on the <laughs> she just spiritual jumps plane. Right in. She just jumps right in, in and out, in and out, real in quick. Out. Yeah. So what's on? So uh, you uh, you have you have a movie, but then are you still on Benched? Benched was canceled. God damn it's it! Fine. I'm no, not, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I want you to say right now, use this as your platform okay, to tell those why? executives what you really think. <laughs> because they fucked us. Yeah. Because <laughs> they really fucked hard. us. They really did. What did they do? They really did. They decided that when our show came out, they were like, we're, USA was like, we're not going to do comedy anymore. Like the day we premiered. And everyone was like, yay, watch our show. Oh. Comedies are no longer. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Great strategy for promoting this show. So that's a good strategy. <laughs> Come watch this network. This will be the last comedy you ever see on it. Yeah. Which isn't true. They still kept some comedies. It's fine. No, I, I think this is um, this is bullshit. It is. And we're going to go talk to the USR network. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. You're good. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're good. What did your parents do? What did they do? Yeah. My dad does a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in sales, but he was once a, um, he swept chimneys. He did Carly Simon's chimney in, on Beacon Hill in Boston. Re- yeah. Really? That was a thing. That was a very short stint. That was, a, it was a short, that was a, and then he was also a, um, randomly he was an agent for a football player in the, um, European league who went like grew up in our town it was a, that was again, a very quick thing. He was also a semi-pro hockey player. Oh, wow. I played ice hockey. I was real. You did? You played hockey? Big time. I was a captain of a boys team. There Holy was, okay, shit. there was another girl on the team, but she looked a lot like a guy. Okay. And so, and you were Yeah, and the, the coach captain. was a woman and she loved me. Uh-huh. And so she was just like it was always like I was starting center and I went out there and I was the I was the unofficial captain. Did you beat the shit out of anyone? I I did. I got in one really bad fight. Like really bad. He didn't know I was a girl and then when we were facing off, he saw that I was a girl. And it was like, we were playing at Exeter, which in New Hampshire, it's like prep school. That's like big time prep school. Yeah. yeah. So I was playing against him and he looked at me. He's like, 
you're a fucking girl. And I was like, and I was just, there was something was going on with me. It was a whole thing. I was just in a mood mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah. And he said something else. I don't remember what. And I just took my stick and went straight for his throat. It oh, was not, shit. I'd seen it in a lot of Bruins games and I was like, I can do that. Why can't I do that? So you murdered a child. <laughs> <laughs> I murdered him. I murdered him. He fought back, which was amazing. And then he, everyone was like, you can't hit her. She's a girl. And I, I was like, you can, I was a very different person back then. I was like, you can hit me. And like, we went at it for a little bit. And then I was in a penalty box. I was there for a while. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, it was a lot. So uh, your memoir is Getting Out of the Penalty Box. Yeah. Um, the story of Eliza Cooper. <laughs> Eliza Copé. Eliza Copé. <laughs> I think uh, I had two friend, a couple friends who went to Exeter. Two you or did? three friends who went oh, to Exeter. Oh, okay. Yeah. My brothers went to prep schools. I went to a public school. Okay. I wasn't cool enough to go to the... It's not a soft spot. It's not like... It's like I'm not sensitive to that subject anymore. Well, that's weird. because I'm I fine. I didn't ask and you, seen, you were just oh, offered that information. Yeah, no. I just... Sensitive. My parents were like, Let's, Sam and Tom, go to prep schools. Liza, go to the fucking SCSI. <laughs> <laughs> like, regular school. No, it was good theater at the public school. Oh, okay. So that's why I went there. And that's that was the real focus of the... That was the real focus. Because I was, I was hockey. I played a little tennis. Yeah. I loved tennis. I like sports where you can hit. And then I tried to play field hockey, and they were like, you can't use the other side of your stick. And I was like, that's bullshit. I'm out. And then in tennis, when you took your racket to the other person's throat, <laughs> yeah. you were like, okay, you cannot yeah. do this in yeah. tennis. And I was like, well, I just put me in the penalty box, and they, there isn't one in tennis. It's called prison. <laughs> <laughs> the penalty box is called prison on a tennis court. I'm sweating. I'm sweating, and I just felt it drip down. Why? My, I don't know. Just my left armpit. It's fine. Just so the, the right one's okay. The right one is fine. All right, good. Good, good. And your sweater's kind of drapey. So it's you can real drapey, re- you can so I can feel it's a lot. There is a heater on in here, but it's usually very cold in this studio. I know. I was cold before. I even brought a down vest in case it got real real chilly. Oh, you really did. It's a th- um, New Hampshire, you always are just prepared. Sure. You never know what's going to happen. So a down vest really does keep most of you warm, even though it's just covering it your torso? It does. Your torso is fine. Your arms are, are frostbite. Right. Arms are frostbite, and I'm wearing shorts, so that's it's just a... But the core... Yeah, I just I just performed. I just did stand up in Minneapolis and Madison, and it it snowed the first day I got there, but then it melted by the afternoon, and it was in the forties or something. Mm -hmm. And they're real smug about like they'll be like, ah, forties, yeah, shorts weather. Like it's it's like same in New Hampshire. Everyone like once it gets to be spring. All the Massachusetts people come up to ski in New Hampshire, or the massholes as we call them. Yes. And they come up and they got their jeans on, their ripped jeans, they got their ski boots or their snowboards, and then they wear their fucking like cut off vests that they cut the sleeves up. This is back when I was there. This is, I don't know if this is now. They wear their like jean coats, you know, and they ripped off the sleeves and then they're like nothing. And they're just like no hat and they're just so cool. And then us New Hampshire people are like... We get it. It's warm, but you guys got to calm down. I would like to see like like people <clears throat> going to work in the financial district with cut off suits, <laughs> where it's like the arms are just cut off. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, the cold doesn't bother you right. the way it bothers right. us. Or you're just used to it in New Hampshire. You're like, I'm not gonna like New Hampshire. Yeah, they'll do the whole thing where they're like, we're gonna just wear a t-shirt today because it's you know it's it's a nice balmy thirty, <laughs> beautiful out. What made you decide like when you took theater in high school? Were you like, I'm definitely getting out of New Hampshire? I told my parents when I was four, I was going to be a movie star. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, they were like, cool. And my dad, they were like weirdly, like super supportive. You don't want to follow the family business and represent a European football player? (laughs) For like a month. For a a minute? (laughs) Um, No, they were like weirdly supportive and 
I just, they like sent me to theater camp and all sorts of things. And I, I got obsessed with movies and would like watch them over and over again and like write out the script of them in my brain, like what I heard, which wasn't right. Right. And then I would write it and I was obsessed with like comedians and I got really obsessive. <laughs> got really obsessive. <laughs> so it was comedy. Did you focus specifically on comedy or is yeah. it just, okay. Yeah. Cause I kind of realized I was like. Even as a little kid, I was like, I know what I'll do. A lot of girls want to be actors. Like, I was like 10. I was like, if I do it through comedy, because there's not a lot of girls doing comedy, then, then I'll be special. Then I'll be different. And then from there, that's a good way to the middle. Then I'll, <laughs> I'll work my way up. Yep. And my parents were like, great plan, Lies. Okay, let's go play hockey. I'm like, and they, okay. didn't, they didn't. So, what do you, are you, so when you're in theater school, do, do you have any um, live performance training? Or oh, yeah. like in terms of like sketch improv? Kind of. Okay. I did like, I went to like conservatory theater, did Shakespeare in France, literally like super Shakespeare, like folio text. Like I'm, I could probably read it. I can't. I just said that to sound cool. I can't read folio text. Well, I appreciate your immediate backpedaling just to let everyone know. I do that a lot. You should read my journals. (laughs) Like I lie in my journal and then I go back and I'm like, uh, I didn't mean that. It's not true. It's not true. Is it the, okay. I think this is a fun thing to try to dissect. Is it because, is it the thrill of the lie in the moment, (laughs) but then the immediate guilt? I think it's that it's something in the, okay. So I think what it is, is that whenever that happened so back in college i wanted to be able to read that stuff so well so Mm -hmm. now like 10 years later i'm like i did it i did it (laughs) it's because that little that young girl who wanted to she needs to know that now i'm lying about it right that just got weird i just made that very weird no it's not weird at all Mm -hmm. i think it's as long as as long as you have a a really good time dialogue with yourself that spans (laughs) you know 10 plus years so that you're talking see that you're lying to yourself in the past well i've kept a journal since fifth grade have you really every night how long like how long are the passages sometimes like sometimes five pages handwritten handwritten always have and you, like I'm always, I always do it in bed, so I'm falling asleep. So at the end, it's like buttermilk cookies <laughs> and horses. <laughs> That's apparently what I was dreaming about. So, so okay, this you've never trans, you've never t- transferred it over to like no, and I should because it's my parents. I kept them at my parents' house, and there was like some you know pipes freeze or burst in New Hampshire, and so like water damage all over them. And I was like, when I found that out, and they were in the basement, I was freaked out because my stuffed animals were there, which I had a real attachment to. They were my only friends growing up. Sure. Whatever. Um, And then my journals. So I went home, and they were like hung all over the place during Christmas, just trying to dry, still dry them out. Yeah. And um, they're pretty much ruined. But So I have a personal question, which you don't really have to answer if you don't want to. Obviously, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. (laughs) Fuck it. Free country. So uh, you're married. I am. Okay. So is there like sexy time and then going to journal? Like, is it literally (laughs) like you just sort of roll over and then just like... (laughs) It's only like we get into bed and everything and then everything, you know, do the thing. And then I'm like... Do the thing. (laughs) Do the thing. Do the thing. I have to journal. We do the thing. Everything's great. And then he falls asleep immediately, and I'm like, I, my brain's going. I have so many thoughts I gotta, I gotta put down because I don't know who I think is gonna read this someday and give a fuck that I'm like talking about whatever I'm talking about. And so then I journal, and I have to journal to fall asleep. If I don't, I don't sleep very well. Oh wow! I know, but I also journal in the morning too. Oh by, my! By candlelight at 4 a.m. <laughs> oh it's, it's, wow! <laughs> Talk about old timey writing. I know. <clears throat> Yeah, with a quill. No, I don't. It's you should. Real, it's a real pen. That's incredible. Yeah. And your husband is never... I wonder if he's ever curious, like, did she just run about... Oh, I, I write about everything. I could... I, I write about everything. And I have had it... Like, I, I was so trusting growing up, because my mother... Basically, my mother was like, 
you have a lot of feelings and thoughts and you talk a lot. Here's a journal. Oh. We don't want to deal with you. <laughs> so they, they tried that and then they were like, and now you need therapy. But they, the journal was the first step. So I would leave it. I would just, I was so trusting. My mother was like very loving and like, just like write your thoughts and just leave it. And I was just, I just left it around. Like boyfriends found it. And then in college, my roommate was terrible and she like found it and like read it to everyone on the floor, which was awful and embarrassing. How do you, I'm surprised you didn't, shove a hockey stick in her face like that's that's <laughs> i one was of trying the, to be good that's one of the worst things you can do is it's read someone's journal the worst thing and my ex-husband used to i yeah i haven't i'm i'm young and i've been divorced it's fine no let's that's not, okay let's not get there's into nothing it. wrong it's with fine. that you know you tried to make a commitment i did you were trying to do i was something 17 good. when i started dating him oh yeah 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 did you you know what be interesting is a journal like that it's probably a pretty interesting roadmap for oh, particularly in a relationship like when best. things start to go south like you can it's map amazing. it out I can map out everything I can like I can go back like when people need to know things I'm like I got it guys like if they need to know anything about like I have like history books basically of only my life but it's <laughs> fine um Eli- encyclopedia Elizaka. yeah that's it yeah that's it that's what that's what they're called that's weird that you know that if you've been reading my journals no well yeah your <laughs> old roommate put it up on <laughs> On Reddit. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, so it's it's just there. So it's just there. So it's just there. Yeah, that's everyone good. listening's Reddit too. That's good. This is really just that's, more. Oh, good, formality. good. So that's out there. Yeah. So everyone knows about my dog Baxter. Had a real thing with my dog Baxter. I was <laughs> just kidding. I didn't know. Oh, okay, it's fine. No, it's fine. I. How are they organized? Like, how are they? How do you organize? Like, if someone says they're not. Okay, that's what's fucked up. Like, they're not even organized. They're like every single every single one says like the date, and it says. Like before I was categorizing them as like nighttime journal and morning journal and then they kind of mixed into one But you can tell by the handwriting which is the morning entry and which is the night entry Because my my morning entry is like always very like nicely written and perfect and everything's like happy My night one's like I fucking hate everything's like scribbles (laughs) all over the page and It's like two different people. I'm admitting that I have a split personality disorder right now. That's weird. You just said that yeah, um, <laughs> that was funny. Thank you. So the, uh, the 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 fucked up thing about this is that so you have uh, years worth of journals, but it's not like you can pay someone to to transfer no. all that over because you don't want anyone to read it. No, so you would have to do I it, know. which is a tremendous amount is, of work and and awful because I go back and read it, and sometimes I think I'm writing some of the best writing that anyone has ever written in their lives, like just like some of the most deep amazing like poetic like thoughts and i go back and read it and i'm like oh that's dumb that is so (laughs) dumb and nobody would give a shit about that but in the moment it's like that's how i needed to kind of process whatever was going on and it's like to me it was beautiful but no what is the delineation between besides the handwriting between morning entries and night entries is is a morning entry hopeful and the night entry is like i've been stepped on all day and i just want to fall asleep yes well that's why i love morning time because nothing can be ruined yet Right. So it's like everything's perfect. No one's asleep. Like no one's awake. Everyone's asleep. And it's kind of like, you're just there. Mm-hmm. And like everything is so optimistic. And then by night you're like, well, all my fucking plans went to shit. Yeah. But not always. They've, it's gotten better. But I always tell my brother, like I always text my brother or call him before I get on a plane. I'm like, if this plane goes down, publish my journals. He's like, why? He's like, nobody <laughs> wants to read them. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but maybe would. there's some stuff in there. And I write about like, Everything. Like, I wrote about being on At Midnight. You did? Yes. Was it a positive? I mean, you don't have to tell me. No, but- it was totally positive. Okay, good, good. It good, was, good, it good. was like, I write about everything. I like, and I've realized that, like, I am just going back. It's like, and today I did this and went to this. It's boring. 
Uh, but I will say there would be some advantage to you transferring this over to some type of digital format, so you could do word searches right. and find out. That's so true. I mean, I think it would. I think it would <clears throat> empower you to parse out basically the data of your life right. and figure out, yeah. you know, like see where your patterns are. Well, I've realized that's how I write too. So that's like, I'm writing a screenplay right now and I wrote the whole movie in journal entries from the main character. That's oh. how I did it. And now I'm going back and putting it into a screenplay, but that's how my brain has to write. It's kind of crazy. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I was committed to anything like that, you know, like, well, I guess that's not true. I, I, I would experiment with that every once in a while. And it would it would last right. for like four days. Yeah, I mean, like like most people. No, I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I give journals to people all the time. They're like, "Cool, <laughs> thanks so much." You know, not everyone does this, Eliza. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just to... But see, I get I get stuck in a pattern. Like I ate the same breakfast for ten years, the same exact breakfast for ten. Uh, years. I am I am definitely mm-hmm. well. First of all, what is your breakfast? What is well? It breakfast? was this was this was like oh yeah. I mean, I don't mean that. I mean that. Yeah, sure. That. Those, well, no, I've been having the same smoothie for exact same ingredients <laughs> from the same smoothie for the past two years. Okay. But before, it was like, this is when I could eat dairy, and then I took all these blood tests and found out I can't go near dairy. Also, tomatoes or asparagus, that's weird. And quinoa. Most people love love quinoa. I can't have On it. On the upside, your pee is never going to smell. It's never going to smell. Yeah. <laughs> that is quite a smell from oh. asparagus. Oh, my God. Like, if that's a small bathroom with no window, you are, you're embarrassed to walk And in out the summer, the bad worst. news. The worst. Very bad news. And if you pee down your leg, there's a hole. That's an entirely that's... different... <laughs> And, and if you have gastric distress and asparagus pee, that is a bad combination, but a great album title. <laughs> that is. Gastric distress and asparagus That's pee. That's really good. Yeah. You need to save that. I'll save that for some, when, yeah. in my thing that I'm not going to journal later. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll journal is, about it. I mean, I'll tell you, like, you know, there's a, there's a version of that that you do in stand-up, which is basic, but it's all joke-based, right. you know? Right. But I, I, I really, it's so smart to do that is to put your, do you, do you feel that, um, that throwing it onto a page uh, just like clears the slate totally. in your brain. Yeah. But I think sometimes it can be detrimental because I think that you can, I think that over the years I've actually gotten in a habit of venting in a certain way to my journal almost like, like it's a, so then it becomes like a habit of like, oh, I'm going to stay in that cycle. Like I'm going to stay in that anger. I'm going to stay in that thing so that I can, because what's my journal going to do? Tell me to not be that way. Like right. it's not. So I can, I think it's kind of like I have started to tr- try to shift it to be a little bit more positive. So I'm not sure. always like, I hate this. I hate that. It's like, stop. Cause that's not very helpful to, you know, moving on as a being. Do you ever feel like <clears throat> it's, you're imprisoned by this morning nightly thing? Yeah, I do have, I do have times where it's like, I don't want to journal, but I have to journal. I should journal. And then there's like, I have a whole morning routine that's become so long. I mean, I get up at four. <laughs> I have to take a freezing cold shower right when I wake up. Are you serious? Yeah. Why do you get up at four? Because there's so much that's to do. magic time? <laughs> yeah, it is. 4 or 4.30. So you must go to bed at 10? No, I go to bed at like 8. You go to bed at 8? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. You'll never see any of the shows you're on. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> no, when I'm working, I stay up later. And in the summer, I stay up a little later. But that's only because it's light out still. And I can't really fall asleep when it's... What does your husband do? He's worse. He falls asleep at like 7. Really? Yeah. And he'll get up at like 3.30. That's insane. We both do. That's kind of how we, like, somebody, like, put us together because they're like, you're the only two people in the world that do this. And that was, like, before we met each other. That's incredible. Yeah. So what, when did you start getting up at 4 a.m.? 4 a.m. is, like, in the past six years. But before that, I was always getting up early. Like, even as a kid, 
I would get up because my dad used to like another thing that my dad does is he writes short stories yeah. for himself and sure. he's been published once in like some in a like, New England paper and he's a really good writer but it's like it's a side thing so he would get up really early and write on a typewriter and I just love the sound of it so I would just go down and like listen to him and then we'd go get donuts oh yeah. that's so sweet I ate a lot of donuts though I well, was a much heavier delicious. I was a much heavier child <laughs> I was a much heavier child. I didn't ever shy away from a, an actual dozen donuts. I was much bigger when I played hockey. That you was know? the yeah. That was donut rage. It was a lot of donut rage. But I think that's that's good. Did you? Did you? Uh, <clears throat> you must have journaled about that. I did. I journaled a lot about it. But what's funny is when I go back and look at like my childhood journals it's all like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be an actress i'm gonna be this and it's like all super positive this is happening i'm like i was doing the secret before the secret was doing the fucking secret <laughs> if you have a therapist or you're just like here's the book <laughs> Seriously, i should give it to them in advance yeah they would be like we need more therapists it's a quick read <laughs> just take a, a take a browse read. and then we'll meet up when you're all caught yeah. up <clears throat> yeah so, would you, well, first of all, what was the breakfast that you ate for 10 years? Okay. It was Greek yogurt, mm-hmm. but like specifically eight ounces of Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it was one ounce of puffed millet. Okay. Okay. I'm not and- comfortable with that term. <laughs> I, I just don't like the term. <laughs> it wasn't great. And then I would put actual like sea salt on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then... Um, I would get a bunch of like fruit, but it had to be very specific fruit. Like it had... I love bananas. Mm-hmm. I I've already had four of them today, and I got one in my bag for the ride home, so it's going to be a big night. Oh, nice. Um, a traffic banana. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone needs one. Yeah. If you haven't done it, <laughs> do It's it. a multi-use. Yeah. Um, so bananas and, like, other fruit, and then, um, and then, is that it? That Was that it? Yeah. Oh, and then I would do two eggs. Now, when you watch When Harry Met Sally, are you like, I get her? Oh, I get her. <laughs> I so get her. I do. But I ate that for... for the longest time, and I wouldn't, and I would wake up and I'd be like, have something new. And then it would be like, I'd be going to the cupboard and I'd be like, you're not going to have something new. And I did, and I had it. Well, you know, my feeling with that stuff is, well, I know I like this thing, yeah. so why don't I just That's eat how it? I was too. I was like, I know I like it. I know it works for me. I know it's not going to do some crazy thing to my stomach, although then it ended up like dairy, not, not <laughs> so a So actually, you up, were really wrong it was, I was very wrong. <laughs> well, the fact that I, I was allergic to my own mother's breast milk, so I'm allergic to everything. Like, my own mother couldn't even freaking feed me. <laughs> did you have to bring in a... <laughs> breast i don't know what the term would be for that was another did you sample i had a goat i had to have a goat i had to go suck on a goat's teeth no, that, that would be amazing wouldn't that be amazing if they brought in a little goat they not just, a baby goat i don't think that that wouldn't be appropriate no i feel like that's i don't think it would be great. i don't think that that i don't but a baby sucking on a baby that can't be wrong i mean they're the same age yeah that's age appropriate it was <laughs> It's age appropriate. It would have been, yeah, that would not have been sucking. Age appropriate tit sucking. Yeah. Baby on baby. baby, on baby. <laughs> <laughs> WB white baby seeks WG white B B G black goat. <laughs> BBG back black baby goat. All right, I've hammered all the beats. Oh, of the no you did. Now. You did. Well, it was it was a bit of a process getting there, but I think I liked it. But I like how quick you you could come up with that. To, we're ready to go to that was set good. with it. That was good. <laughs> we're ready to put it on right now. Uh, that's that's amazing. So you were. Yep. I wonder if there's anything. Is there anything medical or or psychological to be gleaned from the fact that you're allergic to your mother's breath milk? Is that common? 
I don't think it's common. And I think it's, I think it's actually, I don't know. There's a lot there. I'm sure. I'm sure that if you were like, I've had many doctors be like, like, cause I've gone to like, of course I've gone to every guru. And of course, every time I'm sitting there like, mm-hmm, I'm going to write about you tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm like, I know, I know everything about oh, you. Yeah, I'm going to write about That's you. Right. Yeah. Oh, this is getting written about. Yeah. This is getting written about. You made about, the journal by asshole. By the way, by yeah. the way. <laughs> um, and I've had so many different theories. Like I broke my ankle the other year and never got it fixed. It's still a real problem for me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I worked out on it like after I broke it because I was like, fuck it. It's not broken. That was like my right. like hockey, like I'm fine type right. of thing. And, um, but I broke it when my mother had just come to visit and I had this woman tell me, she's like, your ankles are your mother. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Like, what does that mean? And she was like, that symbolizes your mother. So it's interesting you broke it with your mother here. I'm, I'm like, curious. You were allergic to your ankles breast milk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there's all those reasons, like, there's all those reasons, like, that people love to give, like, well, that's a big thing if you're allergic to the breast milk. It's like, okay, well, or she ate shit when she was pregnant with me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I It it, it can be kind of dicey depending on what type of person you go to yeah. because essentially any, I feel like anything that comes out of your mouth can be spun in pretty oh, much any direction. The worst. And, and you'll assign whatever you yeah, agree with. yeah. It's true because if something even resonates a little bit with you, you just latch onto it. Like, oh my god, they just told that's the secret to my life. That's why I'm fucked up. That's why I'm this. Like, and then you just go and you walk away, being like, they say that to everyone. I think they say that to everyone. <laughs> paid a lot of money for that. <laughs> I got a journal. You could journal. I gotta go journal. And so you 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 are a hundred percent honest with your journal. I mean, I know you joked earlier about lying no, and then going back. No, I am a hundred percent honest, but I have to. I've learned over the years and through a failed marriage that you don't write everything you're feeling about wanting that marriage to end in oh. your journal. You don't do that. Does that person then <clears throat> find that journal? Yeah. Mm. Said person finds said journal. But is but ultimately isn't that good? Yeah, I think so. I think the Cuz my feeling is if you don't want to hear stuff, don't fucking read someone's personal right. like that's my exactly. My biggest thing was always like you are catching me writing this thing at a time where that's like it's coming out in a way that is just expression and for me to like get through it. So you're kind of taking it out of context. It's not like I'm sitting there all day long. Like I hate that person. I hate that. It's like that in the moment is what's bothering me. And I'm just getting it out so that I can move on with my life and, or, you know, with my day. So it's like someone reads it out of context. It's like, no, that's not my like constant state of being of thinking I hate you. It's just that in that moment, you really pissed me off and I had to write about it. And but not everyone understands that. Nobody understands it. In <laughs> fact, I don't think like one person who's like read my journal has understood that. But then I can always come back at them like, why would you read it? And they're like, why do you leave it open on the kitchen table? I'm like, well, I wasn't. I do that. I've done that before. I just leave it around. I think my cleaning lady loves what she reads. In I am. I am the type of person that would not. I, I would not. If I saw that, I would close it. Me too. I know there are things that, first of all, Same. total violation. Number two, I don't want to know. Right. Like, if I get a pocket dial from someone, oh my God, me too. I don't listen to them because I don't want to hear them go, I'm oh, not Chris Hardwick, a piece know. of shit. Like, I don't want to hear it. Me too. I'm the same. I'm the exact same. Like, I've, everyone asks me all, like, because my husband also, like, keeps a journal, but it's on his computer. And I can, I could go in there, like, do you ever want to read it? I'm like, why would I ever want to read that? Why would I ever do that to somebody? Never, ever, ever, ever would I want to know. No. It's not. Uh, it's not information. I mean, unless in a situation where I feel like if a marriage is going to end, 
I mean, if you felt like there was a chance, then maybe that was it. But if it was really right. like, well, this is really going to end, then maybe it was kind of a weird blessing. But yeah. still, a horrible violation to read yeah. someone's personal it's thoughts. It's terrible. I mean, I did actually throw away a full journal right before my divorce because I was like – because my – brain was going like I'm we're in we're at such a bad place that I'm going to I have written about all of this and it's all from my point of view which is terrible for him and my thing was I went into this whole thing like if I die and this is the last thing he reads or he reads this he's gonna feel like awful he's gonna think I'm the most terrible person and he's gonna like it's gonna kill him then you'll be dead very very valid point and then you can haunt him over his bed oh I didn't really go there with it now I wish I had <laughs> died. <laughs> <laughs> no, the haunting thing. I'm oh, so gonna haunt people. Gonna I'm haunt so gonna haunt. I'm gonna haunt the shit out of people. Well, I mean, ghosts are fairly obsessive compulsive. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. They love a routine. They love a routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghosts will eat the same breakfast for centuries. They w- <laughs> yeah. They'll haunt the shit out of some grape nuts or whatever it is. I used to love grape nuts when they would get all mushy with honey. I liked them right before they got mushy. So they weren't, it wasn't the tooth breaking consistency from when you first were like, ah, I stabbed my throat. Yeah. My food stabbed my throat. But like, but when they're too mushy, then it's just like oatmeal. Right. But right before, where there's a little bit of crunch. I think I'm with you on that. I do love the old, the old fashioned shredded wheat though. When you put like the butter back when I ate butter and sugar back when I ate sugar and milk back when I ate milk. <laughs> you ate milk? Yeah. Maybe that was the problem. I did. I did. Why was it so crunchy? Don't eat it in blocks. You're supposed to. That's a liquid. That's the problem. You were eating spoiled milk. <clears throat> that's it. My mother's breast milk was Your spoiled. Milk was spoiled. Yeah. That's why ladies keep their boobs in the fridge. That's why it is. Yeah. They have to keep them cold the whole time. Why do you think, uh, would you consider yourself uh, an obsessive person? 100%. (laughs) I I won't even let, like, I don't even, I know that, like, I've known that since I was a kid. So how do you, because, you know, I I have it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's as bad for me as it is for some some people. But I do know, and, and part of it is, for me, it's energy distribution. Right. And so when I, if I were to start building up patterns that start getting in the way of things, I'm like, I don't have the energy for this. Right, right, right. Fine. Oh, that's good. Whatever's going to happen good. is going to happen. Good. I'm not going to control it. Yeah. I do that with certain things. Like, it's very interesting that I need everything to be clean in the house, but my car and my closet can be a disaster. Mm-hmm. But then I obsess about it being a disaster, and I think my whole life's out of control because those things are a disaster, and then I pay someone to clean it, which uh, is terrible. You know, it could be... It could be because my mom, my mom has this thing where her house is immaculate. Mm. I mean, immaculate. Mine too. But like a couple of the closets, like that's just where shit goes. And I'm like, you don't think that's sort of a weird emotional mirror of the image that you present to the world versus like the shit that you're not dealing with inside? That's exactly it. That's like, I mean, growing up in a New England family, that's it. Everything's polished and perfect on the outside and inside. Everyone's just fucking dying and (laughs) hating themselves. That's my family. I love them, but that's my family. That's what I grew up with. So I think that I definitely inherited a little bit of that. You came by it honestly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then is your... Like, I'll cry the whole car ride home from here. (laughs) Why would you do that? Just because. There's so much to cry about. (laughs) There is so much to cry about. (laughs) I mean, come on. I got a lot. I got a lot going on in here. Now, are your... um... Uh, would, would those tears be global tears of like, oh, the world is a horrible place or is it something specific about this happened no. in my life or I, do, I wasn't able to control this thing? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm not like pumped about Fukushima, but I mean, yes, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be crying about me. I definitely don't go on a macro scale with it. 
<laughs> you should be pumped for Fukushima, bro. You should be pumped. I'm sweating again. I'm sorry. I'm sweating again. Right, the right one's kicking in. The, the right, right one. The right one's kicking in. Everybody, dog. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I know. Pick up the slack. <laughs> It's the problem though is when you wear, you wear those loose. You wear the loose. It's not great, and it's a, it's a, it's not a great blend. It's not breathable. It looks breathable. It's not breathable. What do you think your biggest obstacle is? Myself. You think so? Yeah, for sure. So most of your. I'm the only person getting in my way. Well, at All least you know that, though. Yeah. At least you know that. But Most people don't. It's exhausting because I can actually step back and watch myself or read about what I've written and be like, you're fucking doing it again. I have gone back in journals from like 10 years ago and been like, oh, my God, that's the same, basically almost verbatim, the same entry I've, I've written like last night. Isn't and I'm that kind still of weirdly obsessing. comforting, though? <laughs> it's weirdly comforting to be like, oh, good, I'm still the same person. Yeah. But it's also like, wow, I'm not over that yet. I'm right. still obsessing about that or why am I? It's just, it's, it's fascinating to me. So I watch myself do everything that I do. And I'm just like, are you kidding me again? I think you should be pleased that you're not a narcissist because a true narcissist would never accept any responsibility for anything that happened to That's them. That's true. So, I mean, a lot of people think narcissists, I think narcissism has become, uh, for some people, at least colloquially synonymous with, um, oh, you're self-centered. And it's right. so much more than it's that. Like clinical so narcissism is you literally can't accept any responsibility. No. It's everyone else's fault. Totally. And you have to be the set. You have to create to be the center of everything. Right. World's out to get you. Like, and, and, but even though you're creating, even though you're creating a lot of the stuff, you don't, you put it off on everything right. else around you. That thing totally. did this. And I never, well, I don't, you know. Yeah. No. So at least you're not that. No, that's true. But I know all these things about myself, and then I don't change them. I change big things. I mean, I've done some major changes. I ended up, whatever, I had mono, there, that, and that was because of something. That, that jumped. In my brain, I just really explained that. really good for you to change <laughs> to not having mono. In my brain, I explained all of that, and then I just said mono. That happens a lot with me. <laughs> I explained everything. Yeah. Anyway, I've changed a lot, but there's certain things that I don't change, and I'm like, oh, my God. Really? Okay. I mean, awareness is great, but if you don't do anything about it, it's kind of shit. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, that's sort of the, that's the double-edged sword of, of having the brain that allows you to have that perspective on yourself, right. but also almost feeling um, uh, uh, attacked by it or trapped yeah. by it yeah. at the same time. But, you know, there's something really comforting in when you, when you reestablish those patterns of being able to go, oh, this is a thing. It's right. not real. It's just True. a thing I do. True. It's just a setting. True. But to be able to break that and actually be able so you can say that, but then to actually go, okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna change that thought and I'm gonna I'm gonna go and take like the opposite action from that, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Because you're so used to it that it almost becomes like this like it almost becomes like a part of you that you're like, Oh no, that's how I handle it. When really that's the worst way to handle things, but you've been handling it that way forever, that you think that that's how you're supposed to handle it, but it doesn't get you anywhere. What do you think would happen if you changed one little thing in your pattern every day just to show yourself that you could I've change tried i've tried it i've tried it did not a good outcome <laughs> what happens no, <laughs> I, no I, I, have... I killed someone <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen dexter because i'm similar to him um no i i did change some things and i i have weird things that where i'm convinced that if i drink out of a like if i have a good day 
Now, I know this is crazy, right. but if I have a really good day and I'm like, ooh, I drank out of a different cup that day, I'm going to drink out of that cup again tomorrow, and then I have another good day, I will fucking kill someone if they drink out of that cup. Sure. And that's mine. Yeah. That's my good day cup. Yeah. I'm always looking for the formula for a good day. Yeah. Because it can go to shit real quick. Absolutely. Especially so, after lunch. Okay. So so these are, uh, but these are just control issues. No, oh, for sure. Because you're, you're basically, it's the, uh, it's the ritualistic pattern exactly. to, to make sure that the, the locusts don't come. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. It's almost like the it's basically like um emotional witchcraft. Yeah. That's a really yeah, that's good. Where it's like, oh if I if I create this spell, mm-hmm. then this will happen. Mm-hmm. And that sort of gives you uh That's true. Look how we just came full circle. I mean a circuitous route, but we got there. Yeah, back we're there. Back to the witches. We're back to witches and Salem, which is coming back season yeah. two uh, <laughs> on WGN. <laughs> Why do you know that? I <laughs> I know a lot of things that That's I don't good. know what to do with. I have a, um, I have a lot of tattoos, but I have a, um, a really shitty one on my lower back, which everyone who sees it is like, you're Wiccan. It's a Wiccan star. It's terrible. I drew it in like five seconds. It was my first tattoo. It's the weirdest. Like it's like a star with all these things coming out. It's terrible. It's like a, it's like a Wiccan symbol. But it's, but what does it mean to you? It was a thing that I always drew. And so I was like, I need to get this on my body. Well, I think that's reasonable. But if it's on your back, you can't see it. No, I, I can't. But <laughs> others can. And it's always one of those things. It's like I'm sure it's a very distracting thing. Like, the Wiccan. Like, <laughs> uh, it's not great. Well, I, I think I was just sort of thinking of like the worst tattoos you could get on your lower back. And I think one would be a t- <laughs> That says right here. <laughs> that would be very that, bad. Yeah. That's you know that's way better than what I was going to say. I realized mine was something a fifteen year old would say. Oh, I was going there even more. Yeah, I, mine was. Yeah, all right. Oh, you can't now. Now no, I you, got. No, now you I, you have to now. Now I have you to. You have to. Uh, basically, if you saw. <laughs> oh boy, what? Just a bullseye? If you no, no. <laughs> Now my leg is sweating, by the way. I'm just letting you know. It's like things are really heating up over here. So this is the body and, you know, like, let's say. Oh, boy. This is sort of the half shirt. So you do a lot of drawing. It would be a like a piece of, like the tattoo of like a piece of poop coming up from the pant line. Wait. But why would someone would someone that, that that's first of all that's physically impossible to poop that way? It's it's not. I've had new parents tell me their babies shit up their own backs all the time <laughs> because the baby's lying down. But like I just pick like I guess if you were up against a wall upside down, you could Maybe. shit against why your own back. Working on it is the know, question. Really, no, please flesh it out. Flesh really it out. Get, I want to make sure for that gallery opening. Right. Get it going. I saw a girl with a tattoo. Uh, tattoos. <laughs> 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 I saw a girl with a with a with a with a lower back tattoo that said only God can judge me just right above. It's like okay, uh, that was a little intense. It don't little, it's it's sort of religious but sort of butt fucky sort, at the same time. It's sort of butt fucky. <laughs> it's sort of like I'm gonna do this. I'm doing this, and while you're doing me doing this, yeah. You can't judge me. Only the Lord. Only the Lord is judging over us. But why did she need to bring God into it? Hey, my... do me a favor. Don't come on my God judge <laughs> tattoo. 
<laughs> Do you feel weird if you come on the word God? Like, are you like, oh, I'm did sure I? so many people have aimed for it. So many people have aimed it where they're like, I'm going to get this right on the God. Right in the O. Right in the, right in the O. Right in the O. That's where right I was picturing I, as a girl right now. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> my brain was going, get in the fucking O. Get that's in my the obsessive. O. Get in the O. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hey, this is a weird question, and, 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 but do you, do, does a, do you ever, because sometimes as a guy, it's like, oh, it'd be great if I didn't, it, like, ejaculating is such a, a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever, fe- do you ever think as a woman, you're like, oh, it'd be fun to be able to do that, like, oh once my or God, twice. Yeah. Or do you think it's, of course. Oh, really? Well, I just found out that, um, and I say out like a Canadian, and yeah. nobody knows that New Hampshire people say it like that. Right, we right, say right. Out and we say mom, so let's just get What'd you find out? Right <laughs> I just found out that um, a lot of women judge a guy on how far they can oh, really? shoot it. I didn't know Well, there's know a this. lot of factors. I didn't know this. They're like, I, I, just these women I was talking to and there was a boob circle involved and that was a weird thing for me. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> these women. Okay, so I'm not, I don't have very, first of all, I don't have very many friends as, you, as I'm sure <laughs> through all of this you can tell. No, why. I didn't know. I couldn't tell. But I don't have many girlfriends at all. I grew up with brothers. I don't relate to women very well at all. So... I have one really, I have, well, I have two very good female friends, but one of them is very like spiritual. And she, she's like, for her birthday, I was like, I did something that was like so out of my comfort zone. And I was like, let's have a party at my house with all your friends and invite them. Cause I don't have any. And so she invited all these women who were very like spiritual and like in their bodies and very like women. Now I'm from new England and played hockey. And I just like, that's not my thing. So we go out on my deck and they're like, let's do a boob circle. And I'm like, a pardon? What is that? What's that? Where you get really close to these other women and you just touch boobs and you kind of like do an ohm type thing. Okay. I think they made it up in this moment. Did they just to punk you or something? I don't know, but they were, they know they were very serious about it. It was actually like a really nice, cause she's such like this, my friend Leah is an amazing woman. And so she, everyone was just like celebrating her. And if you, I wish there had been a camera on me because I was, everyone was like really getting into it. And I'm like, this, I'm so uncomfortable. I hate being hugged by people. Like this was so uncomfortable for me. And at that moment, you really want to do ejaculate. <laughs> that, that moment I was like, if I could just come all over their faces, <laughs> this would be amazing. <laughs> or pull those tits out and let me fucking get after it. <laughs> I would love because these girls had really big boobs and I'm sitting there like let's just get them out there like trying and they had really big boobs and I was and yeah there was a moment where I was like I bet they get cum all over them I would imagine I mean I imagine everyone at yeah. some point has, oh, for sure. has you know oh, if for you sure. have a if you had some sex in your life <laughs> if you've had any sex then that at, at all. least happened but you know back to the uh, back to the firing range thing yeah 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 um, there's a lot of factors no there is that determine I know it's you know like it's, it's how long since the last time Right, 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 right. You know. But I remember when I found that out because it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't so recent that I then started judging because this is when I was a little bit single for a while after the divorce, and I yeah. was like, I was like, kind of judging. And I was like, I, w- I watched myself being like, oh. <laughs> it wasn't very far. What are all those hash yeah. marks in a straight line? <laughs> <up your stomach?" laughs> I would get on a ruler and be like, just stay right where you are. I just need to get a ruler. No, I would. I remember. I would. I would just start like being like, that's not. And then. Someone hit the backboard and I was like, you win. You win. I don't like you though. You're gross. Get the fuck out. (laughs) Were they trying to bank it off on you? (laughs) It was a thing where it was like, and then they were trying. Yeah, yeah. It was a layup. It was a layup. Yep. Yeah. No, that was a good time. Did did you like being single? Um, I did. I did kind of. I don't know. 
It's, it's weird. weird. It's really weird. Yeah, it's odd. It's weird because I think, well, I, I'm always just like, ah, oh, then you have to go through the whole, I like, get to know you. And then you put on that fake thing of like, this is who I wish I were. And then when <laughs> someone gets to know you, they're like, ooh. Yeah, you're basically in the beginning of a relationship, you're your Instagram feed. Oh my God, that's a great way to put it. Which that's is perfect. This is your, this is the image ideal. Right. This is your matrix right. image ideal. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And then when people, I, had someone say to me, who was very close to me and was with me for a very long time, say, you're great and you can go cheat on me. You can go do all that, but just know they'll return you. Whoa. And I was, like, I was like, oh my God, that's every fear I have. You just nailed it. And I like believed that for a long time. I was like, I'm an awful, I'm awful because I do put on, I'm an actor. So I like, I put on this thing, but then when you really get to know me, I mean, I'm not, I do show, as we've seen, I show who I really am <laughs> right, up, right up front today. That's good though. So much sweat. No, but I think that's good. Yeah. It's good because it's honest, and not only is it honest, but I guarantee you, particularly people who listen to this podcast, there are a lot of people who are similar. <laughs> and I think a lot of people maybe who haven't come to terms with their obsessive yeah. natures yet and sort of feel weird or yeah. out of place or broken. Oh, I or... embrace that shit. I mean, I know I'm broken <laughs> as fuck, but I embrace it at least. Because well, maybe you're not as broken as you think you are think because you embrace it. I think that's true. Crazy people don't know they're cr- crazy. Do you know what I mean? That's like true. They don't have the awareness. They just go, well, I don't know why everyone around right. me is, f- is freaking out. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think it's, a- I don't think it's as bad. I don't think You're it's right. as bad. You're right. But I do think that, uh, you know, it's good. I mean, you know, obviously you want to try to – because I think the older you get, if you don't keep some of that stuff in check, like it's you true. don't want to be overtaken by it. Oh, my it. God. No. Like I, I just turned 34. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Eliza. There we go. Happy Woo! birthday, Eliza. Eliza. Yeah, it was on the 6th. Um, Happy, uh, the 6th of April? 6th of April. Happy birthday. There we go. Happy birthday. So enthusiastic. I got you. Uh, <laughs> I got you. Uh, you got me the water. A pony and a water oh, nub. I'm terrified of ponies, so do not. But it's an adorable Shetland pony with a human <laughs> why, face. Why is, is that so terrifying? Why is that so specific? I, because I want you, you really to have know the me. best. You really know me. Yeah. You know me. Here it is. Please kill me. <laughs> Please end my life. <laughs> I had a family. <laughs> um, I turned 34 and I was like, oh, shit. I'm still doing some of the same stuff. Like going back and reading journals and being like, oh, yeah, I need to change. And then it's like. Once you go, once after like five years of being like, I need to change, I need to change. And then one day you're just like, yeah, today's the day. I'm going to do it. And then you do not drink out of that cup again. You do have a shitty day because you, you like manifest it. But right. then you do change. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just getting past that barrier. It's like getting past anything. It's basically like getting out of any kind of a bad relationship. No. I mean, ultimately, you have a relationship with your patterns. Totally. So, That's exactly so it. So it's how do you break up with right. your patterns? And it's going through the pain oh. of loss and the pain of like, but you know that once you get past it, you're okay. It's right. just It's just having to basically get squeezed through the rocks totally. before you come out on the other yeah. side. It's um, probably the best thing that ever happened to me was going to, I had to do, I did a movie in China. Yeah. And I had to go to China. Now, I packed one suitcase with all my clothes and one suitcase with all my things that I need for my morning time, which there are tools involved. Like okay. Certain cooking tools and things that I needed. You, in, brought, you brought cooking tools with you? I brought my own stuff. Well, yeah. And because... I brought my own like protein powders and my own this and that. And I like brought my own like almond milk. Meanwhile, you can get that there. Sure. 
But I was so like, I was like, I'm going to make everything exactly as it is at home because I'm going to be here for a month and I need to do this. All of that went out the window and it was the greatest thing that could have ever, I mean, I hyperventilated on a nightly (laughs) basis, but I had to, and I got sick and I got like parasites and like everything went wrong. In China? In China. (laughs) I even brought a spatula to China. What? I did. That's You didn't touch your vagina with it. I did. did. I just shoved it right up my vagina. (laughs) What? It was weird. (laughs) It was weird. But it did feel great in the end on the way out. <laughs> I just I just experienced that in my head as I said it. And I know none of you needed to <laughs> hear that. But in my brain, I was like, we're going to go. We're going to go. We're, we're going to go. Yeah, we're we're getting in. Because if it's up there, it's going to come out. It's got to come out. And it's got to be better coming out than coming out. Yes, you can't out. just leave it in yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not safe. It's not sanitary. No, not at all. Front front door or back door. You've right. got to be careful. No, no, no. I don't know that a spa- I don't think I would put a spatula in the old back door. <laughs> I don't. A rubber, like a full rubber one, maybe. Someone has. Someone's doing it right now. Right. They're. Just- <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing with that? Spe- you know, we just like talk to that person because even if it's just one person, they will flip the fuck out. How's that spatula feel? Just take that spatula out of your butt. How's it going? Just turn good. it a little bit. Just twist it. Just yeah, twist, twist it lightly. Just a little bit. Yeah, no, no, no. Pull it out and put it in the other way. <laughs> put it in the small way. Put it in the small way. Because you know way. the rubber spatula is there. Is there I see. I really say it like spatula. that. There is like the big end and the small end. Yeah. So keep the big one up there. Keep now the big quickly, one up there. Pull it out real yeah. quick. Just, pull well, it out real be careful. Quick. <laughs> you the back door, you got to be careful. You got to You got to be You don't want to rip it. You, you don't want to prolapse your your <laughs> oh, back door. Oh. No. Oh. I've seen a dog have that happen. <laughs> oh. Bad news. Hey, so your butthole, is it an innie or an Audi? <laughs> it should be an innie, right? Audi is bad? Should I go to the doctor? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you don't even know the laughing and the sweating and now there's so much sweat and this is going to be it's going to be great. But what do you have to do tonight? Basically, it's 7 o'clock. You're going to go to bed in 50 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to... So much to do. I got I to gotta drink that kombucha before I go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Love a kombucha. What, she I'm, gets me crazy. Really? I haven't had Kim. What's good about it? It's really good for you, first of all, because fermented foods are great for your digestion, and they're just amazing for you. Okay. Are there probiotic things Probiotics. Okay. Yes. Acidophilus. Okay. Bifidus, mm-hmm. Prebiotics as well, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I think there's prebiotics and probiotics. <laughs> but fuck, who cares? <laughs> fuck it. Well, you're not a doctor. Yeah, no, one no gets, I'm not. No one's yeah. going to hold you responsible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Don't do what I do, yeah. people, as you've learned from all of this. Um, and it makes me, um, I don't drink, so it gets me very, I get, I get drunk off of them. Yeah. And by drunk, I mean like my arms go a little numb, which I'm not sure that that's Did you okay. ever? I did. Yeah, me too. I, I drank. Um, I did. It was 10 years ago. I drank. Not uncommon for obsessive people to try to nope. make the voices stop. <clears throat> oh, I needed it to stop so bad. There's so many things that I've quit. I decided to quit everything in one day. That's where the mono, that's, that's where the mono came from. Not the drinking. The drinking had been quit long What did ago. you quit in, all in one day? Um, I quit smoking. Mm-hmm. And I had a really shitty habit with some Adderall, and I decided to get off that. Okay. And then I quit that. And then I also, um, I was, what else? I was, I was drinking so much coffee. Now, a lot of healthcare professionals would tell you not to do all that oh, no. at once. <laughs> Everyone told me, maybe you don't get off all those uppers in one day. And yeah. I was like, I was like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Uh, and then I passed out. And then I got mono. And this was like four years ago. And it was like, Mono, so come to find out your spleen gets real big when you have mono and you shouldn't exercise. But again, another obsessive thing that sure. I have to exercise on a broken ankle sure. and when I have mono. Fuck you, spleen. Exactly. Fuck you, body. That's yeah. basically what I was saying. We're going to take all these things that you become dependent upon. We're going to take them out all at the same time. You're going to get sick. But here's the thing. This is going to get weird. Can I get weird? Please. Okay. So I have this like kind of like rule with myself that I can like make anything happen with myself. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that sounded weird. 
I knew that the only way I'd quit smoking, because I was up to like a pack a day. It was real gross. And I knew the only way I would quit smoking is if I got sick. So I literally like, I looked up and I was just like, all right, whatever is up there. The only way that I'm going to quit smoking is if I get really sick with like a strep throat type of thing. A week later, I had mono. That's amazing. And I've done that to myself before. I do think <clears> it's <throat> possible to manifest those types For of things. Sure. Because I think, you know, your body is a collection of of molecules and yeah. some work outside your conscious exactly. mind. And so you, it's sort of like noticing a color all right. of a sudden or hearing a song totally. and going, I hear it all the yeah. time. Like your body will seek that stuff out if, Absolutely. You, if you want it. If you need it. And it may be for like a, just a period of time, but like, I think every time any, this is my opinion. Again, it's my opinion. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not anything. I mean, I'm something. Let's not get too mean <laughs> about me. But, um, I think that every time, I get sick. I have to like check in and be like, okay, do you need to be sick right now? What do you need to be sick for right now? Like, what is it in your life that you need to be sick for right now? Okay. And I, every time I check in, I'm like, I'm trying to avoid something or I've totally run myself down and I'm not giving myself a break. So my body's like, okay, are you going to sleep now? Cause we need you to sleep. It's been like eight days. You haven't slept. So I think every time I get sick, it's like, I'm not really sick. So do you, oh, you think it's completely psychosomatic? I do. Because I'm not, I, I'm so freaking healthy now. There's no reason that I would get sick and nobody around me is sick. So when I get sick, it's kind of like, Hmm, I need to slow down and maybe take a break. Are you, yeah. do you, do you, this is, this is sort of a heavy question, <clears throat> which please, again, don't no, answer this if it. you don't want to. Do you think you deserve to be happy? I think, um, yes, I do. Well, that's good. I do. I think I do deserve to be happy. I think for a long time I didn't though. So I think that I thought that I deserved just all, like, I think that I was creating all these patterns and things in my life to kind of like sort of create a happiness because I could find happiness in, in routine. Yeah. But I don't think that I was like ever really allowing myself to live because I was maybe afraid. Maybe that, maybe I just went off like that. Then no, that's no, keep go. going, keep going. <clears throat> I feel like I was afraid to actually live because the fear of something happening to make me unhappy was greater than the desire to actually try to be happy. Sure. Does that make sense? Yes, of course. You're basically living in preventative... I was. I was living in preventative measures. So That's right. I was living in a place of, if I drink out of this thing, if I do this thing, if I have this, if I do this, if I bring all my stuff to China, everything will be okay and I'll be fine, as opposed to letting go and being like, well, what's an amazing new experience I could have right now that I don't even know about? And that, I think, is like where I'm at now. And I think in my, you know, before I got divorced, it was like I was, I really thought that I was the most terrible person in the world. When that thing ended, I was just like, he's, he hates me. I'm terrible. I, I deserve all of this. And I think for a long time, I was just like, I don't deserve anything. I'm going to give him everything. I'm going to give everything and I'm going to do everything for everyone else because I deserve to be miserable. And now I'm kind of getting over that. I would hope so. I am. I mean, you can't live. You, I mean, you can technically you live can, that but way. It's a bit, it's a, it's a bit like I watch like people in New England who live like that all the time. It's a bit like a martyr. Like they're being there. Then they take it to martyrdom. Like where it's a little sure. bit like, I don't deserve anything. Everything's for you. I don't know. That's not, that's not where I'm at. Well, it's also not healthy. Like, no, like it's terrible. Making yourself unhappy for someone else. Yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't do anyone any good. No. At all. No. And you, uh, yeah, that's true. Because it doesn't, because then you're not, then you're not in a good state of mind to, no. to contribute to a healthy relationship. Right. Well, trying to make someone else happy is the, also the worst thing you could possibly No, you can't, you cannot, you cannot make a person you can't. happy. Yeah. And I'm kind of convinced you can't. Yes, you can make people hate you. Sure. But I don't think you have the power <laughs> to actually really make someone hate you or make someone like you. 
kind of. You think that's... You have, I think you have the power to actually, like, manipulate the situation and come off in a certain way. But I don't think, like, that's still on them. Sure. So if they're happy, that's on them. If they're not happy, that's on them. You didn't... I didn't cause it. You know, some of that's also, like, outside of going up to people and being like, your fucking face smells. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's... <laughs> your, your face smells? Your that's face really smells. good. I'm going to steal that. Please, Thank by you. all means. Thank you. Is that, uh, you know, a lot of that's just chemistry. You know, like, right. some people just get along. Other people... It's so true. You can't make... I know. Some people are, you know... I know. There's some people that I talk to and I'm like... I'll be talking to them and I'll be like, people like love this person. I'm like, I'm so bored <laughs> with talking to you right now. Nothing you're saying is interesting, but I'm going to smile and nod because I'm supposed to like you. And it's so, then when you meet someone that you really get along with and you're like, I want to talk to this person forever. And then, and then I don't know, that's just different. different do you people. go, do you guys go out ever? Well, no. probably not if you go, if no. you're in at bed at eight. No, we never go out. Do you go out to dinners or anything? No. Okay. Do you, would you want to? Is that the kind of thing you guys mm. want to do or is it just your schedules? I think he travels the world. Like he's like travels the world to everywhere. So he's like fine staying in Malibu all the time. Yeah. And I'm usually working, although I'm taking a little break right now from acting. So yeah. um, I'm kind of just there writing all the time. Right. So I'm kind of like, I could get out. I could go do something. But then it's like the witching hour of like eight o'clock. It's like we've got to be in bed. So you'd have to go to dinner at five at like a Perkins with right. all of the right. old, when the old people. <laughs> right. Or like a cafe gratitude. Where right. It's like, yeah. Cafe gratitude. He's vegan. My my husband's vegan. Oh, he is. Yeah, so he loves a cafe gratitude. Are you? I am I am vegan only because I just got all this blood work back and they're like you can barely eat anything. So Really? Yeah, it kind of sucks. Like things that I was like so, I was eating an avocado a day. Like that's supposed to be good for you. It's supposed to be great for you. Everyone tells you it's great. I'm allergic to avocados, like highly reactive to avocados. So what was happening that you f- were able to do that for so long and then... I ignored all... Because ev- everyone was like, that's so good for you. you your face is swollen up. <laughs> I can't see your eyeball. I'm fine. I'm fine. This is the good fat. Guac it's is the great. Good fat. Yeah. But I really did believe that. And so I was walking around with a stomachache all the time and I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's a really good fat. Give me another avocado. Like I was convinced... Even though I research the shit out of everything that goes in my body, not everything, but right, every but uh, most. I mean, I think now, yeah, If I were single again, I'd research those people. <laughs> you have to. I would because and I, every spatula that goes I, in your body. <laughs> I research the shit out of spatulas. Well, that's the other thing that's really scary about dating is that basically, you know, we're fucking HPV nation. I know now, where it's. I know. You know, someone just looks at you the wrong way, and you're like, well, I guess you got oh, HPV yep, now. That's it. I got yeah. it. I got it. Yeah. No, I know. I I. I've been so dumb. I've been so dumb. <laughs> Thinking back on how dumb I was. Oh, God, I was so dumb. But you survived. I, and you wouldn't I do did. it again. You wouldn't do I don't have a vagina again. anymore, but I've survived. <laughs> what, what? It rotted off. What? It rotted <laughs> off? It, it rotted right the fuck off. <laughs> I mean, why don't you just stretch your prolapse anus around to the front? <laughs> Funny you should say that. I do that. It's so funny you would you would say that. I'm, we're so similar that we would go think in that same way because that's what I did. I'm a lapsy too. <laughs> I'm a lapsy. I'm a lapsy. I'm a lapsy. It's like a, You're a lapsy too. Aww. Join the lapsy group on Be Facebook. Lapsy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a prolapse anus? Uh, meet singles just like you. It's so weird. <sighs> That's funny. Yeah, that's um I don't you know, I'm not proud of where my brain goes a lot mine of the time. Mine goes mine goes there so much that I've had to stop and the movie I'm writing right now is the character goes there so much that like when I'm in the 
when I'm writing, I come out from writing and the way I talk to people, it's like, I wrote an email to my agency the other day and I was just like, whoa, 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 calm down. You can't say that. <laughs> can't say that. That's way too many like anatomy parts in an email. Yeah. Was it because you grew up with, uh, like, were your parents, did your parents have a weird sense of humor? Did oh, your yeah. My dad is one of the funniest people in the world. But he had a rule that only when we were, like, doing carpentry work or playing hockey could we talk dirty, which never carried over. He talked, he talked all the time. But when we, he, he built everything at our house, too. So I would help him, like, build the deck or whatever. And we were out there. We could talk about, we could say every swear word. We could just talk crazy. And on the rink, we could, too. Because my dad flooded the side lawn. So we had a rink. Yeah. It was awesome. That's pretty genius. Yeah, it's great. He went out. He was crazy. He would like set the alarm and go out and flood it at like two in the morning when it was like the coldest. And then he even made the red and blue line with food coloring. Oh, it was pretty great. That's amazing. And yeah. that's also a really great idea to get your kids to do chores. Like you can swear. Right. If you do while you're you doing can, chores. Oh, I loved it. I was just like, fuck shit, fuck shit, dick ass cunt. I was just like <laughs> hammering shit. like and like a cheer. <laughs> fuck shit, fuck shit, dick ass cunt. It's one of my new songs. <laughs> That's on your it's upcoming on my, album? On my upcoming album called Lapsy. Lapsy, yeah. What's lapsinin'? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's a lapsinin'? What's a lapsinin'? <laughs> I'm a pro. Laps. I got it. I, got, I was okay, with good. you. I was I so with you on that. Yeah. But yes, brothers, all my brother's friends. So many boys. I grew up with so many boys. And I never wanted to be the girl that just couldn't take a joke because it was so exhausting. I'd see it all the time. Never wanted to be that girl. Was it strange? It, it, like, how many brothers? Two. But then all of their friends. But so, all of their yeah. friends. So did that fuck with your gender identity? Like being around so many... So funny you're saying that. Yes. For I was such a tomboy. I had a bowl cut and shaved hockey sticks in the back of my head. <laughs> I did. That's awesome. I did. I was such a jock, like tomboy. And I would, I wanted to be with my older brother and all his friends so much that I like was in their skateboarding club. I couldn't skateboard. I was in like every club and, um, they made me drink this like disgusting drink to be like, like initiated into the club. And it was every single thing in the fridge, like everything, things that are like, like baking soda that is just in there for like when people like everything. And they like topped it off with mustard and I had to drink the whole thing. And I've never had mustard to this day because that's what like triggered me to just throw throw up everywhere. But did you get to be in the club after that? No, those motherfuckers never let me in. They didn't let me in. But um, I would sw- like we would all go swimming, and I would swim in swim trunks. And I was like, because I wanted to like, I was like, I'm a bo- I'm a boy. Yeah. I was so young at the time that it was like, well, we all look the same. Well, when did you start? Like, at what was it weird then when you started? When I fucked them all. <laughs> when I got older. <laughs> was that weird for them? Maybe because <laughs> they were always like, you like a sister to me, and I'm like, great. Who's not a boy now? Let's see how far you can shoot it. <laughs> Fill in the hockey sticks <laughs> in the back of my head. <laughs> Aim for the sticks. Aim for the sticks. I don't know why I was doing it like it was a hose. <laughs> and why is it so big <laughs> for a little boy? That's awful. Did you sleep with all your brother's friends? A lot of them. And did you feel like that was sort of a way to... I mean, listen, it's also possible... Not a like, lot of them. A hey, it was, it was fun to... You're young and yeah. it's fun to screw around and yeah. have fun. What, did, did you feel like there was a like a, a weird dark motive in being that pathological about your brother's friends? It was a little weird. My my brother was really upset about it. And I still, to this day, feel pretty bad about it. But, but I, I was like, I idolized them. And like, they were all like... They were like my brother and they were so hot. They were so good looking at that time. I was just like, I need to... I have this thing though where it's like, I need to... To get what I want, with, sure. when it, especially when it comes came to men. Um, so I was like, well, I 
going to get them. Like if I decide I want something, then I get it. So even as I like, I was kind of like when I got to the age where I actually like knew that I was attracted to anybody, I was just like, okay, I want him on him on him. And it, yeah, I, I didn't sleep with all of them, but I definitely made out with every single one of them. Yeah. And yeah. did they all know? Oh, for sure. I mean, it was like, you know, the, it was like drunk New Hampshire parties sure. in like, the woods. Where of course. I, and like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, like a nice, like, like on The Bachelor when they go into the suite and there's like, you know, flowers and shit. Right. It wasn't like, here we go. It wasn't that premeditated or calculated, but it was definitely, yeah. And I drank a lot back then. And so I would just, but I was a real happy drunk. Did you, now were, were you empowered by that or did you feel bad about it? No, I never felt bad about it well, because I, yeah, because I watched other friends and like I made a note. I was like, never be that girl and never be that girl, and never be that girl. Cause I watched so many of my friends hook up with my brother's friends. And then I would hear them talk about her cause I was always around and they treated, I was such a dude that they just treated me like one of them. So I would hear what they would say about these girls. And then I would hear, then I'd hear the girl's side of it and they'd be like, oh my God, we had sex and I love him. And I think I'm in love with him. I'm like, oh my God, they, they're like just talking about how they just fucked you. And it's like that. So I learned very quickly, like how a man thinks at a young age and how a girl thinks at a young age. Horrible double standard. Terrible. The worst. Terrible. And I was like, okay, I never want to be her. So I just never let myself get attached to anybody. So I was like, I became like the dude. I was like, let's go. Let's do this. Now get out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I didn't ever want to be put in that vulnerable situation. And because I would watch my friends and I'd be like, that's heartbreaking. I don't, I, and, I, and then I'd listen to my brother and I couldn't help but laugh because some of the stuff they were saying was pretty funny, but it was like, it was degrading and terrible and mean. And I was like, I never want to be somebody who's happy. I want, I would rather them be saying, Oh, she never called me back. I really liked her. Like, I would rather them feel. Did you ever speak up about it, or were you, or were you like really just wanted their approval? So you didn't say like you're being fucking dicks. I never said anything, and I feel bad now that I never said anything. Instead, I was like, it was like silent revenge. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna fuck you and make you fall in love with me, and then I'm gonna walk away. Oh like shit. shit! Yeah, that is that is <laughs> sorry. That that's is really warfare. <laughs> that's amazing though. And I, it wasn't necessarily like that. I fucked them. It was that like I was like, well, I'm gonna hook up with you and not. I'm going to not call you back. I'm going to make you feel that. That's kind of cool, actually. It's kind of cool. I was also hurt real bad by a guy, so that's why that probably okay. came into play, too. <laughs> but it was definitely seeing those, and I was like, I was very cautious of, like, and conscious of, like, I don't ever want to be that girl that I'm being talked about like that. I want people to talk about, like, I want those guys to talk about me like, oh, we really liked her. And I wanted them to like me for not just, like, my body. I wanted them to be like, she's really cool and she's smart and fun and she can play hockey and she's great. I wanted to be, like, much more than, like, because these girls were thinking that, like, they just found, like, their true love. And these guys were thinking, like, on to the next. And I was sure. like, I never want to be the on to the next, ever. So you beat I want them, them to be obsessed to, with you, me. You beat them to the punch. <laughs> yeah. I so did. that's a lot of control issues right there because you're trying yeah, to control. Yeah, I just revealed so much about myself that well, I was, really I, was I was a little, and, and I think that it's only, it's really only now that I've actually realized that I stopped doing that only a few years ago. Like it was almost like I was so manipulative because I never wanted to be vulnerable, I think. Sure. And you feel like you're better at that now? At yeah. Being, yeah. Yeah. That just comes with, you know, that just comes with being have getting experience and totally. gaining wisdom and yeah. and you know it but it, it's it's dangerous cuz you don't want to hold on to that stuff forever no cuz those people become True. very fucked those up those people and end bitter. up alone sure you know they're going to be alone because they're going to always play that game and i don't know it's like it's kind of cute when you're younger and it's fun but when you hit like 34 like where i was i was like or not not 34 like a couple of years ago i was just like oh yeah you can't do that anymore that's kind of fucked up <laughs> and it's kind of really mean 
Like you can't, it's not cute anymore. Well, the best you can do is learn from whatever you think your mistakes are. And journal about it. What do you think is the best? Is that the best thing that you got over doing? Is it the best? You know, like what, when you when you're kind of listing in your victory column, <laughs> right? Like, here's what I beat, or here's what I got over. Here's what I'm better at. Is that right. at the top of the list, or are there? Other- I think that and jealousy is at the top of the list. Like jealousy. I used to be a very because I was super competitive. I mean, my dad taught me to be very competitive. It wasn't like an outright like go and beat everybody. It was just like. It was kind of like, I mean, I had, my younger brother was a professional cyclist. My dad was a semi-pro hockey player. My cousin was in the Olympics twice for ski jumping. Like you don't do something kind of in my family. Sure. Like you do something and you're great at it. And so I think, I mean, it's why I obviously said when I was four and then carried that through that I was going to be an actor. But I think, I think it's kind of like I got really competitive and would get like nobody else could succeed, only me. Whereas now my whole thinking on that is different where there's a lot of room at the top. Sure. Like why, why be terrible to that person or that person, especially women like in comedy or anything. It's like, no, 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 let's all move up the ranks. Like, yeah. and I was never like that before. I was like, I wouldn't even talk to people. I was mean and in, or I'd be nice to them. But inside I was like, I fucking hate you. And it wasn't, I had no reason to hate them just because they were doing something similar to me, but they weren't me and I wasn't them. So how could, I didn't really have any ground to stand on with jealousy because acting especially is basically if you want this version of someone or you want that version, it's like, it's not like once you get to a certain point, it's not about like who's better. Right. It's just what type you want. Right. So it took me a while to really learn that and go, Oh, it's not okay. So being the best is different now. You know, I think any performer, any actor who is essentially <laughs> castrated by the audition <laughs> process oh, the worst. should get like make friends with a casting person and then just, Either sit in or watch casting tapes mm-hmm. to to really understand. Like sometimes there's nothing you can do because you'll see people and you go, "Yeah, they did fine, but they're just not right for right. the thing." There's not they didn't do anything wrong, Absolutely. or oh, that person was yeah, like you could see that they, you know, it just they weren't yeah. feeling it that day or whatever. Absolutely. Say, I, I, I guess I'm like writing this movie right now. I'm writing with my brother and. We like, we're like, well, who would this person be like? Just to get an idea of like what the voice is because we create like a new character. And it's funny, like we'll toss out some of the biggest names just to get an idea. And I'm like, no, that person's not right. And it's like, if that person were to walk in, like famous, super famous A-list person, and I would really look at them and be like, you're not right for that part. Like I wouldn't be able to give that to them. Hello, I'm Morgan Freeman. I would very much like to play the part of the girl who sleeps with all of her brother's friends. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> oh, yippee. <laughs> It's <laughs> a great Morgan Freeman. Oh, you're very kind. That's really good. No, huh? please. <laughs> Shall I continue? Anyway. Oh, why when I laugh? I guess because I'm I'm just sweating. Mm-hmm. It's, it's laughter equals sweat. Laugh, you have the laugh sweats? I have the laugh sweats. Mm-hmm. And the prolapses. <laughs> <laughs> the prolapses. So adorable when you say it that way. Prolapses. I got the prolapses. I got the prolapses. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oopsies, prolapsies. Uh oh. Uh oh. My butthole done come out of my body again. <laughs> my butthole fell out. <laughs> it fell out again. Can you put back in. Can you put, grab the put spatula? Back put it back in. <laughs> you, I want you to take a spatula that you used to pull it out and then just shove it back you in. You shove it back in. You shove that butthole right hey, back in. Hey, real up quick, it fell out. It fell out again. It looks like Hi, I got quick, a tail. I got a little skin tail. It's weird. I got an anus tail. It's got a butt. I got a tail. I got a tail. It looks like innards. I don't want to. 
Just okay. roll it up. Just roll it up, shove it back in. Shove it back it in It doesn't there. hurt. No. It doesn't hurt. It's like a party favor. It's a, such a party favor. <laughs> Everybody... Blow on it. See if it makes a noise. Ooh, that feels weird. Oh, it feels so soft though. <laughs> Tender skin. <laughs> I don't I will never have to wipe my ass again. I can Ever. just squeeze it out. That's it. I squeeze it out, wring it out, and tuck it right back right up. Back up That's in there. Right. It's so sanitary. It's economical. It is. It just makes I'm saving money on toilet tissue. That's right. I don't even buy it anymore. I don't have to buy it anymore. I just put my butt right up to the sink. I rinse it, clean it, <laughs> I squeeze it like a dish rag, and then I shove it right back up. What you're going to want to do is you're going to go down to the Hobby Lobby and get some of them pipe cleaners. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to pull it all the way out, you just shove those right up right there. Right up in there. Right up there. That'll and you know what? That extra skin will just co- it'll, it'll wrap around. <laughs> it's like exfoliating. It's like an exfoliant. Yeah, that's what it is. That's it. I think the best kind of ending to a podcast mm. ever. I mm. think the podcast just prolapsed. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Prolapse podcast. It's so much fun. It's so much fun to have you on and I think it's refre- I think it'd be refreshing for people to hear. I don't know. It really is. I'm telling you, you know, because everyone in their own head thinks they're, you know, like, oh, I'm weird. Oh, for sure. I'm crazy. I'm not I'm I'm not fixable. No one right? has my it. So, you know, when someone talks very Frankly, and also not in a way that's like super dramatic. Right. It's like, look, this is just shit we deal with. Right. You know, you figure it out. You'll be fine. Don't just go easy on yourself. You know, it's such a hard lesson to learn about going easy on yourself. It is. Oh, I'll beat the shit out of myself in the car on the way home about everything I just Don't you dare. No, it's fine. Please don't. It's fine. You're not allowed to. I'll be fine. I I am an authority figure and you are not allowed to beat yourself (laughs) up after this podcast. I'll just call you and reshare all of it with you. (laughs) Is that cool? That's totally fine. Great. You were you were to experience nothing but joy (laughs) and happiness that you that, uh, that I mean, it's it's hard to be honest about how you feel about it stuff. Is. It's very, it's, I mean, like it is, it's a very evolved place to be, to be able to say like, these are my flaws right. and you don't have to, you know, like, like them or don't, but this right. is, this is, this is who I am. True. Uh, I can tell, you want me to tell you some of my flaws? Tell me, tell me two. Two flaws? Two. Aside from prolapsy. Um, I, one thing that I've really tried to get over is, uh, being too, um, not empathetic. I'm a very empathetic person, mm. but not to be empathic. In other words, I'm the same. When another you you are you are of no use to someone in a relationship if you take on their thing, and it's because I think I learned from my mom that one of the ways that you show someone that you care about them is to feel what they're feeling. I can't believe you're saying this. Isn't that crazy? Yes, that's exactly what I do. I will seriously. Somebody could be like. Like I could walk into a room super like feeling great, and someone's like, "I'm really tired." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm really tired too." See how much I'm tired. Look how, much, look look how, how tired I am. I'm tired with you. Yeah. Do you feel better because I'm tired too? Yeah. I do the same thing. So it's sort of a uh, yeah, and 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 the the truth of the matter is that doesn't help anyone. No. Because if someone else is feeling something, sometimes they just need you to listen. Exactly. And not have to put them through like right. now I'm feeling this right? intense and then thing you're too. Swimming around in the fucking muck. Yes, of it. yes, yes. Yeah, together. This is why it's very difficult for performers to be in relationships. So true. Is your husband a performer? No. Okay. No. Um, He's learning very quickly how difficult it is to be with a performer. <laughs> Poor guy. He's really. We weren't together that long before we got married, and I think he's scared. I think he's like, oh no, she. 
oh, this was real what she was talking about, what she said she was all fucked up. Did no, you, no. Did, was, was the second marriage, was the second wedding like a, bi- like a big deal? We eloped. Okay. We just, we just, we got married at our kitchen table. Oh, nice. I was in sweatpants. They were dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look, you want to marry this? This is what's happening. <laughs> this is, what, this the, is what I will be wearing every day when I'm home. That's fantastic. Whatever. Okay, so so that thing, the other thing, and then um, uh, it's very difficult for me to get out of my own head sometimes. In other words, if I'm feeling something in a situation, if I'm putting out a fire or dealing with something, because yeah. you know, my life is very... I, be crazy and yeah. so i mean like it's a controlled it's a controlled burn yeah but it's 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 very stacked um it, it, if someone comes up to me or like if you know if my girlfriend uh is like hey do you want i'm just like i just need to focus on this mm. and when i'm done with this then I, because it's difficult for me to jump oh, in and out God, and be like hi how are you and right. okay now i'm trying right. to put out this right. fire right hey, right right now, da, da, da. you know and i and hopefully that doesn't make me a dick not uh, at all i but, think that that's incredibly responsible and actually is going to give more time to that person once you deal with it and actually stop and go just a second and deal with it then you have more time after because you've actually taken care of it as opposed to jumping back and forth yeah i think i think being in the moment is very and also being in the moment being in the moment and um you know not being too much like past and future oh, stuff. Yeah. You know, someone said once, um, um, future, f- uh, future thoughts bring anxiety, past thoughts bring depression. So true. So you have to be very careful about, you know, you can kind of just scrape all that stuff aside. It's the hardest thing to do though, because it's like, we have to only, the only way we can think about dealing with the future is looking back at how we dealt with things in the past because they're kind of like touchstones of like, okay, well, I've, I've dealt with something like that before. So if that comes up again, it was like, no, you have to kind of go, that's great. That's how you dealt with it before. Or that's an experience from the past. The future hasn't even happened yet. So let's just like hang right here. Everybody needs to calm down. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm already, I mean, every time I'm doing something, I mean, <laughs> I won't say that. Some, no, I will say I will. Cause, okay. I, cause we're here. Please. <clears throat> Sometimes I will like my brain are I'm already in the next room when I've been doing when I'm doing something. So I'm already like going out there. I have walked into doors because I've thought that I've opened it. Like I'm like, I'm already in the kitchen. <laughs> I totally I'm understand. already in the fucking kitchen or I've gotten up and I I've kind of peed down my leg a little bit because I've already I'm off the toilet and in the other sure, room. Sure, sure. It's not an every time thing. No, but definitely it's hit my ankle. <laughs> it's hit my ankle before. <laughs> You peed on your mom? <laughs> See, I brought it back around. You brought it right. You listen. I do. You really listen. I do. And, and you know, that's an interesting thing that the podcast taught me to do. And I, I don't mm. think I was a good listener before the, before the podcast. I don't think I was as effective a listener. I've become a much better listener. It's, it's important. It is. You just really enunciated that word. It is important that everyone it's listen. It's very important. Do I sound like I'm being aggressive at this moment? <laughs> um, but it is important. It is important to listen. And, uh, and, and this is just one of those kind of weird side effects that I yeah. got from doing this yeah. for years. Which is amazing. Well, because the thing happens sometimes where I used to be very guilty of this, of being so – and you can hear it on some of the earlier podcasts mm. – where it's obvious when you're not listening to someone, you're just thinking about the thing that you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's something as an actor I've learned to really pay attention to because I've watched old stuff of mine and I'm like, oh, look, look at my wheels turning. It's to try to remember my line right now. If I actually just listened to what the other person was saying, it might cue up the line in a more organic way. And it's like I've actually taken that into my real life being like, why don't I really listen as opposed to like – because I'm formulating what I want to say. Everyone does. 
like before the person's finished, but then you don't know if you're actually going to be responding in the right way because you haven't really listened to what they're saying, like truly listen to what they're saying. Right. Well, I, something that I always say, uh, to myself, I don't know. I think, I feel like I tried to say this on the podcast once before, but it's just a very simple idea of you, uh, should plan for the future and learn from the past, but live in the present. Right. So it's very difficult to do that, especially if you tend to catastrophize things. Right. Uh, you know, what if then then and then it blows up and then everything ruins. You know, <laughs> so you feel you live in the moment now. I, I'm a lot better at it, but you know what's really interesting is that this is where if you start to get really, if you really let obsession, you know, like obsessive thinking take over, uh, where you obsess over every possible horrible thing that could happen. Yeah. And, then the, and then you make it through that situation, the horrible thing doesn't happen, and your brain goes, oh, well, I guess I have to obsess over every horrible thing that's supposed right. to happen, every outcome. Right. So that, well, you know, because I played chess in, in grade school. Me I, too. I was, t- <gasps> I was obsessed with chess. I played tournament chess for years. You did? I, okay, I dated a guy who, he was so creepy, and he was like, a, he was a master chess guy, and I was like, but I was obsessed with it. My dad taught me to play when I was young, and I was like one of the, like, the only young girls like i was like let's fuck and i got again i got so obsessive i like had to play all the time until you smashed a rook into someone's until throat I, I killed people <laughs> there's no penalty box there's in a chess no match penalty box. no but it, wow you really did you played tournament mm-hmm. yeah and and, and wow. the good news bad news the good the upside downside what i've learned and i can't really play anymore because it's so mm-hmm. i was so consumed when totally. i would play yep and it's just very mentally taxing now same here because i don't i can't just play for fun no me no no way is it teaches you to look at possible outcomes, but it also sometimes forces you to have to look at every possible outcome I know. in a situation. That's so true. But I was just reading, where did I read this about um, samurais, right? So samurai warrior fighters, whatever, that's part of their training. And I could be wrong on this. Again, nobody fucking go look it up, whatever. But um, that they actually do that. They, they, part of their training is to think of the absolute worst case scenario possible. And that actually makes you a zend out whatever warrior master. Right, because if you can face your... if you can face all that stuff. But for me, I just do that. I'm like, okay, well, then if this happens, then if this happens, then if that happens, and I do that all the time. And uh, yeah, chess was big for me. <laughs> then if this big. happens, if this happens, this happens. Yeah. Eliza, wake up. What? What day is it? <laughs> it's Friday. What? I was just thinking about potential outcomes for four days. Yeah, it's it, it, it can get a little, but I think at a cer- I think at a certain point too, and I think this sort of comes with age. It certainly did for me. Just like, oh, I I think I have to. Ah, I don't fucking care. Like it's just exactly. the energy. I, you just don't have the I've energy. Got, that's where I've gotten to. I'm kind of like, oh god, the things I used to obsess about, the things that I used to freak out about. It's like now I'm just like whatever. Yeah. Okay. I now I pick and choose. Kind of like okay, that's important to obsess about. This was a great chat. It was I, a great chat. I really, really loved. I mean, I hope you. I hope you had a good time, and I hope. Uh, yeah. I hope that we. I hope that the conversation makes the positive side of the journal tonight. It uh, will before you drift into sleep. My journal remembers you. Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. In a good like, it's, you're saying it's going to, or it does. No, it does. It already knows who you are. Oh, oh, weird. Is that weird? The journal. The journal stared into my soul. <laughs> It's already had your name in it. Well, oh, that's Don't awesome. Don't worry about it. Well, because you did at midnight. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just journaling about you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the topic of most of my journal entries. Don't make it weird. I wonder what Chris likes in his Chipotle burrito. <laughs> Does he like steak or sofritas? What's a sofrita? 
It's uh, it's spicy tofu mix. Oh. It's vegetarian. Oh, I'm not vegetarian, but I've tried I it, it sometimes. I get it. You know, because I feel like I don't have to eat meat always. Nope, you don't. But I so I try not to good. always. It's good, but it's still. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is probably why, like, Morrissey will never come on. It's because there's probably meat in my tummy, and that's, like, <laughs> the too close a proximity to him. That's really funny. <laughs> so he's not... That's really funny. Why is there murder in your stomach? Oh. I can't help it! <laughs> I'm an animal! <laughs> I'm a fucking animal, Morrissey! <laughs> oh. Well, uh, do you want to promote the movie? The- yeah, The Last Time You Had Fun. Yes. It's on iTunes, available now. I think my friend Jimmy Simpson's in that. He's amazing in yeah, it. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Really great. Funny I think he guy. and I are the only two that had to be kind of naked in that. It's okay. Time. Oh, okay. We weren't naked together. He played my ex-husband. We were never in a scene together. You were never in a scene together. Yeah. Now, uh, I read about the thing in the, like, I got the breakdown of the movie, and it said the film is not rated by the MPAA. Does that, yeah. what, what is that? There's a lot mean? of nudity in it. And so that means they, is, that, is there a certain a point lot, where, the, is it the, where, the, where the MPAA is just like, fuck it, we can't, we're, like, we're not going to rate know, this. You know what, we're not going to get into that. Because it's nudity, but it's not, it's not gratuitous, and it's not, like, gross. It's not like anyone's banging or anything, banging around, right. like, just like, you know, but it's, um, I don't know. Maybe household nudity, just like just real household. No, it's just like uh, like I run into the ocean without an, without my top on, but I'm holding my boobs, right. so it's not a big deal. And then there's two other girls that are not holding their boobs, and they're in a scene with Jimmy. Okay, yeah, are they're they in a boob circle? It's a. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had a boobs. I should, you know, we should go reshoot that. We should reshoot that. <laughs> well, thank you for your thank you for uh, being on the podcast again. I mean, it was. I know the scheduling was crazy. Yeah. But it finally worked out, it worked out. And, uh, and it was great. And I hope you come back. And yeah. I hope you come back on At Midnight. I would love to. Because you crushed I would on love the show. To. And then, and then like, it was fun to watch you on the show because I sort of felt like it seemed like you liked to play. Like you oh, like yeah. to do that stuff and maybe you're not always in a situation where you can do that. Very true. You're very insightful. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I'm just a, I am a mere, I'm a mere man. <laughs> Doing a Morgan Freeman impersonation. How is that Morgan Freeman, though? Well, uh, how dare you, madam? Let me close my eyes. Do it again. Hello, Eliza. <laughs> no. It's Morgan Freeman. I'm here to... No, that sounded... I'm here sounded like I'm it. here to send you no, off and then it goes into right your off. dreams. That's it. You and it. Um, uh, we are the world... <laughs> We are the children. That's it. That's it. That's it. We are the ones to make a bit of D. <laughs> so let's start living. Come on, everybody. <laughs> Why did you? What was the arm thing? I'm just feeling happy. That's great. Enjoy your burrito, everybody. The end. <sighs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.